great to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. With me and my guests from around the world. Welcome to the Simon Filer podcast. Welcome to this podcast. Let's get into it, shall we? On the Simon Filer podcast. Well, I have just been on the most amazing epic journey called the Empyrean Quest, narrated by the author Don Horsfall. Don's had a lifelong fascination with people and has always been driven to understand the world in which we live. From his early 20s, he studied human dynamics. Don's helped facilitate emotional healing workshops. He's helped thousands of people reach their potential. His desire to know more about the universal wisdom led him to teacher and mentor Dr. John Demartini, whose lifelong passion for unlocking the secrets of the universe inspired Don's desire to write and share this amazing story, outlining many of Dr. Demartini's unique concepts. I've no doubt that it's going to spark a light of inspiration in other people. Welcome, Don Horsfall. Thank you, Simone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming in and recording your amazing story with me, Don. I feel like I've been blessed to be the first to hear it. Oh, I'm so I'm so uh, privileged to have you mentor me through the process, and it was an amazing experience, actually. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, so, so much to ask. Where to start? It's been so hard for me not to say, can you just stop and we can just talk about this? <laughs> so um, uh, we'll start way back, I guess, when you first realised that you wanted to work with and help people. Yes, it's um, it's certainly been a part of my journey, probably since, since I was about 18. I remember I was um, not particularly gifted at school or more distracted, probably more is the word, and uh, I decided to, well, my father put me into a bank just to, at the age of 15, wow. to say, right, you're not doing anything at school, off you go and earn yeah. some money. So I ended up at the Bank of Queensland. But five years later, I, I decided I wanted to study personnel management, which is the old style of personnel staff management. So I did an external correspondence course in personnel management over two years, and I got my qualifications in that area. So eventually the bank let me work in that area, which was um, inspired me really because in those days it was all about human potential. What, how could we enhance the staff's ability to do more and better and uh, to grow them. So I really got a bit of a thirst and a, a desire to know more. Mm, very interesting start. So what were your spiritual beliefs before you came across the universal wisdom and around that time? Well, that's um, a fascinating sort of background because my grandfather was a Methodist minister and my father was born in a church and my mother was a Sunday school teacher all my young life and she reminded me that I, I, I woke up one Sunday morning and she said come on out of bed it's time for Sunday school and I was 11 years old and I said no I'm not going and she said what do you mean you're not going I said well God's not there wow and she said oh what do you mean and I said he's not in that building if I want to access God uh, I can do it anywhere I don't have to go to a building to do it and she said okay you don't have to go then. And she, she, from that day on, I never went to Sunday school um, or church, for that matter. Did she ask any more questions, like, where is God? Or No, what I learnt later was that she'd had some dramatic experiences in her life to the point where she was clinically dead at one stage on an operating table. 
Uh, she had a burst appendix and she had peritonitis. And um, going back in her time, that was almost a death sentence. Yeah. And she survived that, but she remembers going towards a light and hearing a voice, it's not your time. And she came back into her body. Stop it. <laughs> and um, that, is, that experience really, because it was my mother telling me, the credibility of that was unquestioned in mm. me. And from that moment on, I always knew and believed there was something beyond us. How did you go about then looking for that or coming across this information? Where has all this, you know, entered your psyche, if you like? Well, there's a lot of dry gullies out there. And, um, you know, I will say that there's many things that I've explored over the years that didn't resonate with me. Um, but I kept searching and I kept looking and um, I was fascinated by personal growth just ge generally as a, as a topic. And I immersed myself in... Uh, some workshops that allowed me to explore that more. And having done the workshops myself, I went back and then crewed on the workshops. And eventually I became leader of the workshop. There was a, a, a key facilitator, chief facilitator, but I ran the crew and um, and made sure the workshop kept moving. And, and I learnt a lot from the key facilitator there. Before you got involved with that program, were you like meditating or how did it come about like within yourself that you wanted to kind of go down that route? Well, in my role, um, I ended up becoming a head of employee relations at the bank eventually, which was a, quite a senior role. And I had uh, control over the delivery of training services and things like that. So in my role, I did a lot of training, in-room training with groups of people. Mm. And what I found um, was the most exciting part of that that really sat with my purpose was the inspirational part of it, not just the content, but getting them inspired about doing yeah. something different. And we used to talk about leadership a lot, uh, which is another one of my passions. Yeah. And uh, we used to unveil great leaders of the world and how they inspired people to, to achieve common goals, you know. And uh, I really felt that was um, a big part of my journey and where I just wanted to know more about how to do that and what makes people tick. And it's obviously grown into something massive with the Empyrean Quest. I mean, there were, like I said, there were many questions that I wanted to ask you when I was listening to your book. Um, one that you did give me a little bit of an insight into about manifestation. So mm. you're a big believer of if you want something, you can manifest it and it'll appear there. That, I want to, do you mind telling me that story again sure, so everyone yeah. can hear? I was like, my skin just crawled <laughs> out the door when you told me. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, um, we created a business, my wife and I, Bron, and... Um, Bron's actually here, so we might say good day to Bron, <laughs> Hi, Bron as well. <laughs> Hi, Simon, thank you for having me. You're welcome, thanks for coming along. My pleasure. It's and, so good to have you guys here. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And uh, we created a business um, called Conveyancing Works Solicitors, uh, just doing property conveyancing as a specialty. And uh, that was started in, in 2000. And we started on a small floor of 150 square metres and there was only four of us there. And eventually we, we got some traction and we grew quite quickly. And uh, the business was founded on the premise of providing a, a lower cost but high service conveyancing business in, in Queensland. So it grew very quickly and we had more and more staff and we took more and more space in this small building, which happened to be on the, 
the third floor, the sixth floor, and the ninth floor, and we found that we spent the day passing each other in the lifts, <laughs> yeah, so right. it wasn't that efficient. And over time, I had a vision about um, the perfect environment for the business, and it was in this sort of octagonal building, um, you know, about a thousand square meters of office space with management offices around one side and a central boardroom and a reception, and um, there was uh, meeting rooms off reception. There was uh, all these team-based desks around the rest of the whole floor, which was all open plan. And one day I was called up to my accountant's office to sign some documents. And it was at 215 Adelaide Street, in fact, in the city, on the 17th floor. And I got out of the lift and it just, I got this shiver that it was exactly what I had envisaged. That that area was like perfect. And I walked into his office and he said, oh, I just need to let you know, I've just sold my business and um, we've got to move on from here. So when you come and see me next, I'll actually be in the building across the way, across the other side of the square. I said, so what's happening with this floor? And he said, oh, we're going to sublease it. I said, can we go for a walk? And I walked around that floor with him and I had continual shivers of this is exactly the floor that I had seen in my in my vision, wow. which and that vision wasn't just one vision. I I, I created that over a long period of time right. and kept focusing on it. Oh, if I could just have something like that, if I could just find something like that, it'd be perfect. You know, if I could just get it and it looked like that, and I could, I, I had great detail around what it was and what it felt like and what it looked like and how people interacted in it, uh, and there it was simply manifested right in front of my eyes and from that day forward I've never doubted our capacity as humans to create our future and bring it into reality if we're really truly committed to it if we truly believe it and that's um, there's got to be an unwavering certainty that it's possible. Mm, That is such an amazing story. I was just going to say I remember that day very clearly because I was working back at our other office and Don walked back in and just looked at me and said, I can't believe it. I've literally just w- walked into the building, the office space that I've seen in my mind perfectly. Wow. And it, I just felt this um, huge energy because it just happened. And I said, really? And he said, it's unbelievable. And it was mm. as if he'd walked into his own creation. It was astounding. It's really enlightening to some degree. You know, for you, obviously, it confirmed everything, but it's enlightening to meet somebody that that's actually happened to. Mm. Because I've listened to quite a few YouTubers and and I really am trying to expand my own awareness on this particular topic. I love it to bits and I do believe that it's it's happening to some degree with me as well because I've said to the universe, I only want to do books like this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and you know the last four or five have been books like yes this. yes so so mm. yeah but your book is yeah you've managed to entwine it into an amazing adventure as well with um all of these topics mm. expanded on how did this idea come about well i eventually in my search for for more and more knowledge um in the area of human dynamics i found dr john d martini and embarked on a seven or eight year journey of doing most of his work, and uh, which culminated in a 10 day course in Houston, Texas with him 
And thankfully, there was only 12 of us in the room, Bron, wasn't there? Mm. It was just an, an amazing. astonishing, amazing experience to, to have access to him. Yeah. Uh, at, with How did a small you find group. him? How did you find him? Uh, he, he, was doing a, he was a chiropractor, actually, by profession in his early days. And a lot of chiropractors in Australia were doing his work because they believed that if you can get emotional healing, that the body will follow. Yeah. That a lot of our disease and a lot of our ailments and particularly bad backs and all of the things that happen with structural parts of our body uh, can be affected by unresolved emotion and john's um, great gift is his capacity to dispel and disintegrate emotional pain and to bring it back into balance so i was with him there and I expressed to him one day, I'd love to share your concepts with more and more people, but I don't think a lot of people could really come straight into your workshop and be ready for that. It, it was quite a leap because some of his concepts are quite, they're quantum physics, some of them. They're really quite advanced. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, um, I said I, I had thought of writing a, an, an adventure story that could take people on a, on a, on a ride through and, and, and get it gradually as the story unfolds. And he said, I think that's the only way you could do it. Mm. And from that day on, I was inspired to write The Empyrean Quest. Very, very exciting. Well, I'm really happy that you did. I know a lot of other people that will be um, very yeah grateful for reading it as well. I was just telling my daughter about it last night, and she's like, where is it? I need to read that thing. <laughs> so really that's lovely. Um, how long did it take you to write it then, and, and what was your process? put it all together yeah look it was my first um attempt at uh, a novel as such i had a very clear vision of the storyline and how it may unfold and i found that um i i used a, a, a some equipment called dragon pro because my fingers couldn't type fast enough for my mind to get the concepts and thoughts out wow. and i found myself losing my way Dragon Pro types as you speak oh, that's cool. into the document. And I used to have just sessions where I would just dump down all these words for hours and then I would come back later and I would edit them and put them into order, but the thoughts were all there. And I found that was a beautiful way to, for me to, to write. Yeah. And that's been a great tool. But the book probably took about two and a half years to write. I find that if you're not completely 100% present and there's other things going on in your life, um, that it's really difficult to, to really dedicate yourself to the quality of what you're trying to produce. Yeah. Um, so I used to wait for blocks of time where I had everything else off my plate and I, was, I felt relatively clear of life's dramas and, yeah. as they happen. And um, that's when I would do my best work. So mm. was that during the day or at night or? I found the morning, you know, I'd, need, I'd go for a walk, I'd clear my mind, I'd get the concept of my story over an hour, an hour and a half's walk along the beach because we live at the beach. And, <laughs> and I would then um, uh, know where I wanted to take the next part and, and uh, I would come back and I would just sit down and, and usually about three or four hours was about my max to, to get that down. And then, of course, um, once you've got a, a rough manuscript, um, so follows 20-odd edits, you yeah. know, that just go on and on and on. I found that you could edit your book for the rest of your life if yeah. you really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at some point, Did you've got you to Did you edit it to us, Bron? 
Uh, many, many times, yes, <laughs> I did. Um, very many times. So I'm mm. um, very grateful to have been able to be part of the process mm. with mm. John and him yeah. allow me to do that. Mm. It was fascinating. Yeah. And definitely uh, uh, you, you have to be really determined to get to the end and not give up. Yeah. You know, because it is a long journey in many ways yeah. and very developmental for Don and myself. Um, in ways that neither of us could have predicted, you know, but you were to, worth did it. Did you want to mention what really got the accelerator going? Yeah, mm. if I could. Yeah, please do. Um, so Donna talked about this idea of writing a book for a, oh, a couple of years, and so this is prior to him writing the book, and he'd sort of not really gotten started with it and put it aside and go back to it and put it aside. And Anyway, he um, had an endoscopy, and um, the doctor came out at the end of it this one day and said, look, I've taken some biopsies. Um, I don't want to frighten you, so I don't want to say anything just yet, but make an appointment and come and see me in my rooms and we'll talk about it. Oh, dear. So Don told me this and I said, well, he's just terrified us. What, what's he talking about? Mm. Don's dad died of esophageal cancer mm. and he had only died a couple of years earlier. So... We spent the next seven days thinking Don had esophageal cancer, thinking he may only have six to 12 months to live. It was a really yeah, challenging, that's... horrible time, but the great gift out of that was that he realised in those seven days that if he had that the most important thing crystallised for him that he had left to do in his life was to write this book. So that became a great catalyst for him to get off his butt and actually get it in motion. And the message for him was we never know when that time is going to be taken away. So um, hence the book was started <laughs> and thankfully he does not have esophageal cancer. He has something else not related to that at all. However, we did share a little bit of feedback with the doctor that perhaps he could have delivered a different message to um, <laughs> yeah. not put us into that. You know, terrified state. Terrified mm. state. I've just yeah. got to say, yay, the universe. The universe is like, can you just write yeah. that book? Yeah. Do you want a kick? <laughs> Here, I'll give you a kick. <laughs> You're not moving. <laughs> well, right there. That's yeah. amazing. So, um, yeah, but that would have been, I can imagine, that's terrifying for you both. I, I could see myself. I'd already planned Don's funeral. I, you know, oh, we were already there. You're not lucky you didn't manifest that. I know. Yeah, I know. Thankfully Stop not. Stop manifesting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, edit this instead. <laughs> I wonder yeah. why you told me to increase my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you both here. Yeah, yes, well. yes, we're Thank good. You. We're great. Uh, yeah, it's something I have to live with. It's a autoimmune disease, but uh, yeah. So, do you think that you is have you got any more stories in there? This book um, was the culmination of my life to this point and the knowledge that I've acquired. So, I think it's whole and complete for me right now. I'd love to write more, but I might just head down the the general fiction path. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. If I have more realisations as I go and learn more, um, certainly that, um, yeah, I think there's more to add, obviously. It's a, it's a, it's a never-ending journey. It's never finished. Yeah, that's right. It's a journey. Mm. That's right. Mm. It's not mm. a destination, no. is it? Uh, where can um, people contact you? Uh, I have an author's... Um, website page, uh, Don Horsall author on Facebook, 
Um, so they can find me there. Um, and uh, there's a link to the book there. And uh, hopefully soon we'll have a beautifully produced audio book, yeah. which I'm really excited about because so many people I've said, oh, would you, you know, would you like to read my book? And they said, no, I don't read. I, I, I just listen to audio books. Mm. That's all I do. So I thought, you know, I need to get this done. Yeah. I need to get it out there because there's so many people have asked me for it. I know it's a real, it's a growing thing at the moment. The mm. last I heard, um, audiobooks are selling, outselling print four to one. So yeah, it's just ease, you know. Oh, it's great. And it's, yeah, and yeah. Well, I'm really blessed because I can get the author in here and yeah, and ask questions like this and really be close to you guys. Yeah. But I think it's really important for you guys to have, you know, self narrate your work if you if you can and you're up mm. to it. You're not too nervous. So mm. I like to facilitate it that you get over those nerves. Because people like to hear that from you. Sure. I believe. Yeah, I think so too, particularly for something yeah. like that, um, the Empyrean Quest. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's very true. How did you find narrating it? I was nervous <laughs> <laughs> to start with. And, and you know very well I've stumbled over many words. But um, I, I actually enjoyed the process. I really did. Yeah. Um, and strangely enough, reading it with such intent... Uh, I learnt more again as I read my own words. Maybe some things I'd forgotten, or they came to me in a different context, and and, and it was more revelations just in doing the process. So I, I was quite surprised and and delighted with with uh, the whole journey. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming in. I've thoroughly enjoyed your story. It's an amazing book and insightful. And I said to you guys when you first rocked up, like the last week, it's been like a learning curve that I've gone on, very steep. It's been emotional for me, and that's, yeah, just listening mm. to your book. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Simone. It's been an absolute delight, and uh, I've enjoyed the whole journey. Awesome. Mm. Well, we'll have to get you back and have another chat with you because I've got lots more questions, but maybe for another time. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Awesome. Yeah, anytime oh, you're ready. Yeah. All right, excellent. And I'll let you know when the book's out in audio. Thanks, Don and Brock. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. And my guests from around the world. Thank you for being a part of this show. The Simon Filer Podcast. Catch you next time. It's a wrap.